Dose of Leadership Podcast, episode 164. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership Podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, Richard Ryerson here. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Hey, keep those emails coming. I love hearing from you. Thanks for all the support, all the fans out there. If you got a question about leadership, if you're having a leadership challenge, let me hear about it. I love to answer your questions. I might even answer it on the air if it's a pertinent one I think the whole audience can can benefit from. But let me hear from you. I love uh, the support that you're giving to me. And if, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show on iTunes. Leave a rating and review. It does so much for the support and the visibility. That's all I ask for you to listen to this great free content. And again, thank you for your support. Hey, I want to introduce my brand new partners to the show, 99designs. And when I was starting out on this entrepreneur path, I stressed about the graphic design element, the web design elements. You know, I want to encourage you to go check out 99designs because working with an individual graphic designer can be good, but it has its limitations. You know, timing is one thing. If you want dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days, well, I encourage you to visit 99designs.com slash leadership and get a $99 power pack of services absolutely free. Go check them out. Oh, man, I'm so excited today to have on my show the one and only Jared Easley. He is one of the founding members of the podcast movement, a new national conference for podcasters. And, of course, he's the creator of the fabulous podcast if you're not if it's not on your rotation list it needs to be now starting today starve the doubts podcast where he interviews successful people on how they overcame their own fears and doubts he's had the privilege to interview some of the most successful people of our generation including seth godin michael hyatt chris brogan gary v and many others some of those have been on this show as well jared you're a true friend it's an honor to finally have you on this show welcome to the dose of leadership podcast and I'm honored, Richard. Seriously, you've had unbelievable guests. We were just talking before we hit record, you know, and you're you're just nonchalantly saying, "Yeah, hey, I was talking to Steve <laughs> Forbes," and I'm like laughing. I'm oh, like, well. Yeah, that's just a normal occurrence for most people. <laughs> Richard, you're doing great things, and I look at your list of guests, and I'm always amazed. And like, I need to probably sit down and just pick your brain on what you're doing. Oh but, well, hey, dude, it's an outstanding honor to be here, and I love what you're doing. I'm looking forward to meeting you at Podcast Movement. That's coming up here pretty soon. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna actually get a chance to hang out in person and have that beverage, like we joked about that's right well you know i'm it's a, it's a thrill and honor to have you on this show i mean you have been so helpful behind the scenes uh, to all the listeners out there i mean jared is one of the guys that really gets it when it comes to building relationship and giving 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 and giving um and uh he, he exemplifies that and jared if i could say if there's one thing that i could learn from you it's it's just that how you build and maintain those relationships and you have been so helpful to this show uh it's so it's a, the honor's mine to have you on uh, the show. It's it's a privilege to have you here. So guys, you know, you're a hustler like me, a side hustle guy. You're a husband, you're a father. Um, you know, and I've shared my entrepreneur journey, even though this isn't so much an entrepreneurship podcast, we do talk about it a lot because it's a lot about overcoming doubts and fear, which is a huge topic on this on this podcast. Um, I've started, learned a lot and I'm still a student and, and I still get faced with it. Even today, this morning, I was talking to my wife and like, there's some things that just absolutely sink me. Um, and, um, and I get burned out and it can be a lonely road. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, how you started the doubts and, and how you started this entrepreneur journey journey. Well, the, the podcast started in probably around the beginning of 2013. I didn't actually launch 
until April of that year. But I didn't know what to podcast about. I knew I wanted to. And I'd actually spent a lot of money, Richard, taking a class learning how to do it. And yeah. I mean, when I say a lot of money, it was, you know, a couple hundred dollars, which now there's training that's even, you know, way more expensive sure. than that. But yeah. at, at the time, I was like, man, that's, you know, that's going to get me in trouble if uh, if my wife finds out about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, I, anyway, long story short, I didn't podcast right after that class because I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And I had this mindset of, I have to have this perfect audio. And now I laugh about that because I learned some things several months later. You know, it is really easy to to have conversations with influential people, um, maybe not to the level that you have on your show, Richard. But, uh, you know, there, there are opportunities to speak with uh, people who are experts, who are authors, who are, are doing fantastic things and learning from them. And you can share that in a podcast and you don't have to have this expensive or extensive setup. And I'm proof of that. I mean, right now I'm talking to you on a mic that maybe cost me $40 on Amazon. And I've had this same mic this whole time. I've got an a better setup that I just haven't <laughs> implemented yet. I've got it here in my room and I'm looking at it and I'm kind of like cringing. I'm like, I shouldn't be on dose of leadership because <laughs> oh, I'm, <come> on now. <laughs> I'm not being a leader with my own podcast setup. <laughs> but no, the point is, is I, I've got a simple setup and, and I hope that would be encouraging to someone who's listening to this is there's a lot of things in life that'll tell you, Oh, you got to have this perfect ABC format in order to, to pursue this particular thing or make this thing happen. And that's not always true. Um, you have more resources than you think you do. And, oh, man, and my yeah. encouragement there is, you know, keep uh, considering and being creative and, and you could do something pretty, pretty amazing with uh, limited, uh, limited resources. You know, I'm so glad you brought that up. It's so true, you know, and, and I don't think, I don't think people fully realize the opportunities that we're faced with these days in this time in history, there's no better time in history to actually make an impact in the world. And just like you said, you're sitting there down there, whatever room you're in, in your house there in Florida with a $40 mic that you got off Amazon. Uh, you know, I'm in the corner of my daughter's uh, room in the basement because it's the most quietest place in the house, you know, because I got four kids, you know, four dogs and it's just chaos. And so I got to find a place to do it. And I'm in the midst of my, my, daughter who's going into a senior in high school next to her you know wet towel that she'd from her shower this morning you know and, and here I was like you said talking to all these great people and you don't have to uh, like I said have a sound studio or some rent some studio or it doesn't have to be perfect you just have to have a desire to want to kind of make an impact on the world and uh, so I love that you said that so um, where, where do you think it's going I mean I think you know you're creating this uh, podcast a conference where you can bring all these podcasters together. Uh, I want the audience to know how you did it too, because you did this through a totally a, a Kickstarter campaign. Is that correct? Yeah. Again, I think this goes back to what we were saying earlier about, you know, you, you, there's a lot of things in life that'll say, Oh, unless you are prepared and you've got everything perfect, uh, you, you're not going to be able to have any traction or make some big moves. And podcast movement is the, I can say this now, the international conference for podcasters by podcasters. And guess what, Richard? It didn't even exist in January. I know. That's amazing. And it's brand new. It hasn't even happened yet. And we followed a series of steps. I say we, it's not just me. I, to take the you know, full claim of, of what's happening with podcast movement wouldn't be fair. There's a group of us, uh, Dan Franks and, and Gary Leland, and uh, another gentleman named Mitch Todd, but uh, that's an interesting story, and we might get to that here in a minute. But we basically knew that there was a need for pod for a podcast event, and we went through a series of steps to test that. And one of the steps that we took was to get advice 
from someone who's already put out an event because we had never put out an event. And I, I hope that's encouraging to anyone who's listening. It's like you think, well, I've never done this particular thing. It doesn't mean that you can't get it, get the advice from someone who has and, and still, you know, make smart decisions. And, and you should do that. And that's a good way to make progress. And that's, that's being a leader, actually. Yeah, for sure. You don't know everything, but, but you can connect with people who are smarter than you and you can learn from them and you can work together as a team. That's, that's leadership. So, um, what happened with podcast movement is we talked to a gentleman named Philip Taylor, who's the founder of the financial bloggers conference or FinCon. And I'd had him as a guest on my podcast. Uh, This is a testimony to the power of interviews. Like you, you know, Richard, it creates a rapport and creates relationships and connections with your guests. And we had a connection with Philip Taylor. So when I went to him later, after sharing his episode with my audience, I asked him, would you be willing to have a conversation with us about, you know, what you would do if you started all over? If you started from scratch and you created your event now, what would you do? And he had a one-hour conversation with us, didn't charge us a dime, was completely generous. Wow. And after that conversation, we had some pretty good insights where we didn't have a clue walking into that call. But now that we talked to him, we had an idea, okay, if we're going to do this, here's some things we need to be aware of. And you can't learn everything that you need to know about putting on an event in one hour, but you can learn enough to what do I need to be considering as a start. So then we needed to test the idea. And Richard, I know you're familiar with Pat Flynn and some of these guys who are um, doing amazing things in podcasting and online marketing. And uh, Pat Flynn has had several episodes where he's had guests talk about how important it is to not just have an idea but to test your idea before you're trying to spend a ton of time and resources and energy into you know putting this idea out there whether it's a book or a product or whatever it is we knew we needed to test it and take that even further not just test it but also make sure people would spend money so that's called marketing before you manufacture. And I, I know you had Carrie Oberbrunner on your show. Carrie yeah. talks about this in his new book, Day Job to Dream Job, which I you know highly recommend. I know you've had him as a guest. Yeah. Um, but that marketing before you manufacture is so important if you're trying to create something that you're going to sell. You know, don't just spend all this time creating something that no one's going to buy. You want to market it and say, "Hey, here it is. Will you buy it?" And then, based on people buying it, then you can create it. So that. That's kind of how we used Kickstarter. We created a Kickstarter campaign to see will people support a podcasting conference. And we didn't have an email list, Richard. It's a lot of people who are in marketing and online internet business and things like that. They stress the importance of having this big email list. And we didn't have that, wow. Richard. And again, that's that's going back to what we talked about earlier. You know, Just because you don't have something doesn't mean it's impossible. You, know, you can still... Uh, what do you have? We had connections with generous people like you, Richard. We had friends in the podcasting community who were willing to either, A, speak at the event, or at the minimum, they would share it with their network uh, and support it on the Kickstarter campaign. And and so we contacted those people. We put together the best campaign we could. Uh, another roadblock we ran into, and I'm sorry I'm rambling here, but we ran into a roadblock when we were putting together a Kickstarter campaign is we had seen a lot of successful Kickstarter campaigns, but not very many, if any, that were events. A lot of them were right. different yeah, that was, altogether uh-huh. events. And so again, we had to get creative. We could have said right then, Oh, well we just can't use Kickstarter because there's not a, a history of successful funded crowdfunded events. Uh, for those who don't know, Kickstarter is a way to uh, put out an idea and then have people, 
support the idea financially. And then based on if you have enough support, you can move forward with the idea. So uh, probably most of your listeners have heard of Kickstarter. But, sure. Uh, that's kind of the gist of it. But there wasn't a lot of events that were successfully funded, and we had to get creative. We came up with the best rewards and offerings we could for anyone uh, who was going to give various levels of financial support for this event. And we went live, and <laughs> I personally said a prayer and just asked for God's blessing. And uh, nine hours after we gone live, we had the minimum amount of money that we needed, which That's was $11,000 to book a small, a very small conference center in Addison, a, a suburb of Dallas, which we've now uh, completely outgrown and moved to a different hotel conference center. But, I mean, that was just amazing to see in that nine hours so many people come out and vote with their wallet and say, hey, we believe in this. We want to be a part of this. And then 30 days later, we were 300% of our goal. And then fast forward now, we're a couple of weeks before the event. And we've got almost 600 people registered for something that didn't exist. It hasn't happened yet. And we're not event people. We haven't done this before. It was just you know, trying to be smart, getting good advice, and then testing the idea, and then working really hard at what we knew to do. And now, you know, the connections, the generosity of the community, I will also say God's grace, <laughs> you know, all yeah. those things kind of mesh together. And, and now we're doing something that a lot of podcasters are pretty excited about. And it gives us a chance to hang out, Richard. You and I are going to be in Dallas. That's right. No, it. I mean, I tell you that there's so many great lessons to that. And it's, it excites me. It gives me even goosebumps even thinking about it because, and I, and I want people who are listening to the show to understand the, the impact. I mean, Jared is an everyday guy, just like me, just like you listening out there. I mean, Jared isn't some serial entrepreneur that's been, you know, um, you know, on the fast track to do, I mean, he just had an idea. Um, and the lesson that I've talked about a lot in this, Jared, on this show is this idea of suspending the belief on how something's going to get done. Just know that it's going to get done. I mean, that's, I think it's a confidence mindset that goes with being a great leader, uh, a, an entrepreneur, a great father, a great spouse, all of those things. You have to, at some point, suspend the belief on how things are going to get done. Just know they're going to get done somehow. I mean, what, in, in a lot of that's faith, too, in, in talking with God. But um, what do you think about that? Oh, I totally agree. And and I love the idea of servant leadership. And I know that's something that you've talked about, Richard. And, um, you know, our conference, if someone were to go to our website, it's podcastmovement.com. And look, you're not going to see me speaking at this event. Right, not, right. I'm going to see my business partners. We're not, we're not the keynotes. We're not the session presenters. We've wanted to reach out to the community and make them the rock stars. And, you know, there are plenty of people who say, well, this is my event. I need to be the, the superstar. And we've decided we don't need to be the superstar. This isn't about us. This is about the community. And and um, I think that's that's another little takeaway where we yeah, find success when we're making it less about ourselves and more about the community. Well, and that what that's always that's the secret sauce. I mean, I think anytime for any thing of significance, any significant achievement in human history has been because of that philosophy of putting uh, it's not a, it's never about you. It's always about them. And um, the more that we can do that in every aspect of our life, I mean, that's just, that's that's real leadership. And like you said, it is servant leadership. And that is a model that, um, and gosh, it's going to be so exciting, Jared, to see what happens uh, with all the, con- think about that. I mean, you've got 600 plus people signed up. Think about all the connections and all of the um, byproducts of what's going to happen because of that event. I mean, it's just, it boggles the mind when you think about it. And it all started because a handful of guys said, Hey, let's just, let's just see if we can figure this out. I mean, oh, I just love it. I mean, just love this stuff. 
Yeah, that the biggest takeaway, hopefully, for your listeners is uh, be encouraged. You might not have all the answers today, but at the bare minimum, if you do nothing else, keep hitting play on this podcast because the Dose of Leadership podcast is going to encourage you. It's going to give you new ideas. It's going to help you uh, to think beyond just your normal day, and that could inspire that one idea or open that initial door that you're going to go through that's going to give you uh, those next several steps that you need to take. And I think just by hitting this, hitting play on this podcast, that if you did nothing else, that will take you to another level. Oh, man. Well, well tell me a little bit. I mean, we're curious about before all of this. I mean, where was, um, and obviously, uh, do you still have a, a kind of a golden handcuff job? Have you, do you still work out in the civilian community? I mean, or have you <laughs> left the golden handcuff and where are you at with that? Well, I was forced out of one of the golden handcuffs. Uh, <laughs> I was, uh, let let go. There was a layoff of about ten people, and just, uh, I was working as a project manager for a small company. And uh, that was that was a, I didn't see that coming. And I think you know there's going to be some listeners out there who resonate with that. You know, you, you, life happens, and you can't always be prepared for every possible thing. And so when that happened, that was a like, oh, what now? And and I tested some ideas in the entrepreneur market and they had some moderate success, but certainly not enough finance to support a family and a mortgage and, you know, various responsibilities there. And so I do some consulting and some contracting work. I'm not a full-time quote unquote entrepreneur who's living the dream. Uh, right. So to, to pretend that way would be, uh, that just wouldn't be right. But I'll, I will say this, that as I continue to talk to smart people like yourself, Richard, and, and, uh, continue to to work. I think collaboration is so powerful, and as leaders who are listening to this, they understand that it, it just can't be all about you. If you can strategically align with people, if you can work together when it makes sense uh, with other folks, it, that seems to take you farther and faster. Um, there are a lot of uh, people who have good intentions who who do a lot of smart things, but they're just doing it on themselves by yeah. themselves and. Um, I tested that temporarily, and and even with the collaboration, I found you know if you're not careful, you'll really burn out. Yeah, and it, it's so important to not try to do everything <laughs> because right. you can't. And I interviewed Jeff Goins. I know you're familiar with Jeff. Jeff's yeah. a, a really good author, and uh, he's doing amazing things. Um, Jeff said something to me in our interview on Starve the Doubts, which is the podcast that I do. Jeff said, you know, the work, uh, the work will kill you. <laughs> yeah, that's so <laughs> and true. And I laugh at that now in retrospect because I think he's right. You know, it, it never ends. And so to not um, find unique ways to uh, work with other people and to not pace yourself, I, I, I think that's so important uh, for any of your listeners is, is your leaders. You get this, you know, they say, you know, work with your teams uh, work with other people that, that you're leading. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, go, it's let's go. I'm sure you've, you've heard that. Richard. Yeah, no, I love that. You know, and it's so true about, uh, I, and this is even true, even up to the day. I mean, I go in cycles and, and I think the leadership journey, the entrepreneurship journey to me, I think they're all integrated. The journey of being a, a parent and a spouse, all of that is central leadership to me is central to all aspects of that life. And I think that, uh, trying to do everything yourself, you know, last night, my youngest daughter asked my wife to describe me in one word and she said hardworking and I, I thought about that and I'm like you know sometimes I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing because sometimes I don't know if I'm doing I don't know it, it can be a lonely road and sometimes I don't know if I'm working the the, the most efficient way that I can and I agree with you collab finding the right people to collaborate with 
um, and, and make an impact in the world um, is the only way to do it. And if you're leading something, you have to kind of, like I said, you don't have to realize that you're not the one that has, has all the answers. You don't have to have all the answers. And I think, um, I think sometimes we put an extra burden on ourselves from an entrepreneurship standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, thinking we have to have everything perfect and have all the answers before we, before we take that leap of faith. Hey, halfway through the show, I want to take some time out, just a brief moment, to talk about my partners at 99designs. You know, if you were like me in the beginning, I remember I was dreaming of a logo, a perfect website design, but I didn't know how to get started. I was worried about a budget. Well, that's where 99designs came in, and they can certainly help. 99designs is the world's largest graphic design marketplace, and it makes it easy for you to to get a design that you love. Just go to their website, tell them about the design you need, and pick a price package that works for you. And that's where the fun really starts up. And this is what I loved about the process. Designers from all around the world will submit awesome designs, and you give them your feedback. And within a week, you get to pick out your favorite and be the proud owner of a gorgeous unique new design with thousands of designers at your fingertips there's no limit to what you can get designed i've used 99 designs and i love working with them and what they did for me so what is it that you need you can boost your brand's visibility with a t-shirt drive more traffic with a sleek new banner ad or a landing page whatever it is you need projects start at just 199 dollars, and your happiness is always 100 percent guaranteed visit 99designs.com slash leadership and you can get a 99 dollar power pack of services absolutely free today go check them out who have you always looked up to well i i mean going back to being a kid when i uh i was watching you know tv on saturday mornings i remember my favorite show and your audience is probably gonna laugh at this but this is the truth i don't think i've ever talked about this on a podcast I used to love wrestling. Like, I was a huge wrestling nerd. Right. And I, I would watch, I mean, I'm, I'm a young kid, so you got to cut me a little spike. <laughs> but uh, I was watching wrestling, and I remember watching some of these guys, uh, you know, they're much older now. Some of them aren't even around anymore, which is unfortunate. But uh, Jake the Snake Roberts yeah. um, was a huge favorite, and he'd bring out this snake, and it just, the, the audience would gasp, you know, <laughs> like, oh, you know, but you couldn't take your eyes off it. And, uh, then there was I, I just learned so much from watching these wrestlers, and while it was entertaining, you know, I also learned a lot about uh, leadership. I learned a lot. Really? About, uh, yeah, actually, surprisingly, you'd be, I mean, the, the wrestling is. Uh, you know, I'll laugh with this about my wife one time because uh, I don't necessarily watch wrestling now anymore. But I was telling her about when I was in the Navy. I used to be in the military, and um, I remember it was so lonely when I first joined the Navy. Yeah, and I was in the barracks, and I didn't have a lot of money didn't have a car, didn't have anywhere to go. And a bunch of the guys on Monday night in the barracks would get together in the lobby with a big screen, big screen TV, and they'd watch Monday Night Raw. Right, <laughs> right. And I remember thinking, here's here's this kid from the, you know, the ghetto area of Chicago. Here's the Mormon kid from Salt Lake City. Here's the, you know, the farm kid from Missouri. Here's the, you know, the kid from uh, Brooklyn, you know, uh, it's just this crazy mashup of people that would almost never be together under right. any other circumstances. And I just laughed. I thought wrestling brings people together. <laughs> like, that's as awesome. cheesy as that sounds. No, that's awesome. Uh, but, but to answer your question, yeah, I, I used to look up to some of those guys and, um, 
uh, there's one guy named Diamond Dallas Page. Right. I was a real big fan of him. And, and now fast forward all these years, uh, he does some really interesting stuff. He does a yoga program that has helped just so many people who are overweight oh, and yeah, defeated and discouraged. Yeah, and, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. And he does this yoga program that where these people who think they can't do it can start out slow and start out with baby steps and then uh, just have incredible progress. And, um, you know, there's a YouTube video that I'm sure you've seen. You might have even talked about it on your show with a gentleman named Arthur Borman, who was a paratrooper and, he uh, was unbelievably over- overweight after he got out of the military, and, and he couldn't. He had to walk with canes, and then right. he started going through this program. And uh, if for anybody who watches this video on YouTube, it will probably make you tear up because it's so amazing to see the transformation from this guy in the beginning, where he's basically crippled, to now doing yoga and losing weight. And then at the vi- at the end of the video, he's running. He takes off running, and it, and it's like this this thing that you know you can do it. You know, wow, you can yeah. make something happen, and and so I I, I really. Uh, love people like that who, you know, Diamond Dallas Page, he had his time in wrestling and now he's moved on beyond that, but he's still trying to wait to, uh, to create his business, but also really, really genuinely have an impact in people's lives. And it's not necessarily about money. I mean, he's a businessman, but he's also doing things that, that are really helping people. So I, I'd say Diamond Dallas Page, that's somebody I look up to. I, wow. I think what he's done is pretty remarkable. I love that answer. No one's ever, that you, that's a first. No one's ever. <laughs> pointed to a uh, a wrest uh, you know wrestling personality as as a leadership hero, but uh, well, I love well, it. But he would be a great guest on your show. Yeah, really I need to I look. Mean, he, I mean, what he's done is, a, is yeah. Remarkable. I remember saying, I think if this is the guy that I'm thinking about, yeah, that he they they were kind of doing an expose on him and some of the, the other wrestlers that he helped with yoga. I think I know I'm pretty sure that this is the guy. So yeah, I'm gonna have to look. Yeah, he, he's saving lives, man. Yeah, it's really amazing. yeah, it's amazing. So you you went to the Navy. Uh, how long were you in the Navy? I was just in for one enlistment, and I got to say, man, it, it was not the easiest time of my life, but I, can imagine, I got to yeah. live in Hawaii, and, and that was something I'll never forget. That was one of the uh, most amazing things, being in Hawaii, and, and uh, I won't uh, go into a long story here, but it was when I was in Hawaii that I first started noticing pretty Asian girls, and that, that's going to sound kind of silly, but <laughs> well, I grew up in Alabama, and there just wasn't a lot of diversity right. um, like that, and and uh, fast forward, after I got out of the Navy, I thought, I'd love to, to meet a really pretty Asian girl and date a pretty Asian girl, but how am I going to do that? And I went through this process. This was back in like 2004, 2005, and Facebook was barely around. Right. And I think MySpace had just started up, and I just didn't have any way to figure this out. And I, I went online, did some research. I was living in Orlando at the time, and I found these parties called Deep Vision where they basically had these import cars. And when you look at the pictures of the parties, you'd see all these pretty Asian girls. I thought, okay, that's where I need to go. Oh my <laughs> that's gosh. where I need to be. So I went to one of these parties, Richard, and it was so awkward because I'm not a clubbing person. Right. And I'm the only, I think I was the only white guy there. Right. And I look across the room and I see these three really pretty girls, you know, Asian girls. And I'm, I decided I'm going to go talk to them, Richard. And I started to walk forward. And I noticed they're talking to another guy and he's handsome and he's debonair and he's, tall and good looking, you know, all the things that at that moment I was feeling I wasn't. And, uh, they were really engaged in conversation with him. And I had this little devil pop up on my shoulder and the devil says to me, you're not going to go talk to these girls. And then of course there's the angel on the other shoulder and the angel says, you're not going to go talk to these girls. <laughs> and, and I'm like, Oh no, no, come on. You know, this is a moment I gotta, you know, I gotta see this through, you know, there's lots of reasons not to go talk to these girls. And I, as I get a little bit closer, this guy takes out his ID 
and it's his work ID. And I don't know why anyone would take out a work ID right. in a party atmosphere, but I could <laughs> see it, and it said NASA. Wow. And I remember my heart sank. I was like, he's smart, too. <laughs> 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 you know? And as soon as that happened, I was about to give up, and I was about to be defeated and, and just you know leave and, and go home. One of the girls turned around and looked at me for a split second when that happened, and I didn't know what to say. I was panicked, and I said, I don't work for NASA, but I'm a really nice guy. Oh, my God. That's awesome. (laughs) Which is the worst pickup line ever. I don't recommend that for any of your leadership (laughs) uh, listeners here. But uh, she laughed. Maybe she had a few drinks. And in that case, that was good for me. But I started talking to this girl. And that turned out uh, that was uh, the fall of 2005. You fast forward. That was uh, Rachel, who's now my wife. That's how we first met. And we've basically been together ever since then. And and I I laugh about that because I think – there were so many times in that little story where I could have turned around and been like, no, I can't, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. That's that's not for me. Um, what am I, who am I to think, you know, this is silly, but by seeing that through that started a conversation and that created a, a connection and then a relationship and now a marriage. And now I have a beautiful three year old daughter. And I just think, man, I, all of that may not have happened had I not just been willing to, to take that step. So I hope, that that's my, you know, my biggest encouragement to your listeners is don't be afraid to take those steps, man. Yeah, There's all, all kinds that. of reasons that could tell you not to do it, but you know, you never know what you're missing out on. I could have missed out on my wonderful wife and my three-year-old daughter and, and just this amazing life that God's blessed me with. And had I not just been willing to to go up and have that awkward conversation, <laughs> so well, I think random you, story, but true story. No, but it's a great story, and I love that story. I mean, I I didn't know anything about that, but I love that. Um, it's so true. You know, we are literally one decision away, one decision away from completely transforming your life. And, and that, I mean, you, that certainly exemplifies that. Was that really the turning? But prior to that, had you always struggled with kind of uh, the fear and the doubts and saying, well, you know, and, and you wouldn't like say, was there a time before that where you wouldn't have pressed through? I mean, what made you press through on that day? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, there was a time in my life when I thought I was going to be a, a singer, songwriter, musician, and I was pretty decent, Richard. I was playing the guitar, and I was writing songs, and I was putting a lot of effort into that, and then I had my own, uh, I'll call it self-sabotage. I just thought I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't make money at it. I couldn't work it out, and I ended up stop, stopped uh, doing it, and you know, I don't, I don't necessarily have regret when I look back at that now, but I know man, if I knew the things that I know several years later about overcoming self-doubt and just taking those steps, I probably could have done a lot more. Yeah, amen to Who's that. to say yeah. uh, whether that's that would have been the right decision for me or not. But um, yeah, I, I'd say I, I, there's always been little things uh, where I've, I've kept myself from uh, maybe making big moves. And, and even in the corporate world, you know, it took me a long time to to start to realize, hey, you know, this is, uh, I'm climbing up the ladder, but is the ladder on the right wall, right, <laughs> so to yeah. speak? And so, yeah, I've had moments like that. And I think that was what c- compelled me to start doing the podcast is I just wanted to have conversations with, with people that I thought were high achievers and, and learn how they overcome those moments. And uh, fast forward now, you got, you know, over, I've got over a hundred episodes and it's a, a pretty decent podcast and that's a great podcast. It continues yeah. to grow and it's not, you know, blowing it up. I don't have hundreds of thousands of downloads, but that doesn't matter. I have really cool connections through that podcast and made a lot of good uh, friends and feel really blessed. And none of that, again, would have happened if, if I had not just been willing to have those conversations. I, I remember Richard talking to several people that I look up to saying, here's the idea. It's called Star of the Doubts. And, and almost all of them said, eh, I don't really know about that. I don't know if that's going to be a, 
if that's really going to do much. And I'm so glad I could have walked away again, but I didn't listen to that. And right. Like I said, fast forward now, it's not a perfect show, but it's growing and it, it's I've overcome a lot of my own self-doubt and continuing to publish episodes, even when the numbers weren't that great. And now it's starting to pick up some momentum. There's more people who are finding, finding out about it. There's people who look back at the body of work and say, hey, this is this is cool. But that wasn't true when I started. <laughs> so hopefully, again, another takeaway and encouragement to your listeners. Yeah. Is sometimes these things are, are planting the garden. you got to plant that garden. If you're hungry right now, this might not be the best fit for you. But um, if you're willing to plant that garden, that harvest can eventually come. But that, it doesn't happen right away. No, it doesn't. And, you know, and that resonates so deeply with me. I mean, it's similar stories and why I created the podcast. And, and what I've learned over the last 19 months, 20 months now is, um, you know, I think initially when I went, and I, I didn't really have a plan when I went into it. It was kind of one of those things I just made the decision and said, hey, let's let's see what happens. Initially, it was because I thought, hey, this will get me more speaking gigs and more coaching clients, which it has. But the benefit I wasn't even, I was naively not even thinking about and is the, the how powerful of a network you can create in such a short amount of time. And nothing does it faster than a podcast or more powerfully. Um, I'm a huge believer of that. And if for that alone, if that's the only reason why I podcast, that's why I'll continue to podcast because developing friendships, relationships, um, you never know what's going to happen with those. Who knows what doors those will open up. And it's just fun to connect with other human beings on a whole nother level, which quite honestly, we couldn't, we couldn't do as effectively as we could have really seven, eight years ago. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's an exciting time. Absolutely. But for, for that listener who's timid and saying, well, Richard, I'm, I'm just not going to go out and start a podcast. That's just not for me. I like to listen to them and I don't know about doing my own. You know what? That's completely okay. There's still sure. great ways to connect with Absolutely. a lot of people uh, through social media, through commenting on, on posts like this one that's going to be out there and then looking at who are the other people that are commenting, who are, who are the people who are leading, leaving the ratings and reviews for Richard's podcast. You know, I, I encourage your listeners, go out and find those people and connect with those people because – that's going to continue to grow your network and, and continue to encourage you to, to take more steps just by knowing other people who are like-minded who want to, you know, who want to be better leaders. Well, that's the key. I think get around like-minded folks. You know, if you, you know, you look at the five people you're hanging around the most and, and that's a reflection of, of where you're at at the moment. And I think that if you can, you know, step out of that comfort zone, it's the, the uh, the growth zone is not a comfortable place to be, and you just got to get used to that. And you know, you're a great example too of where you go to some of these. Uh, you know, every major city, and we're all close to one within you know five to six hours of driving of, of any major city. And almost all the major cities have some sort of conference, some sort of meetup, just like what you're having with your podcast conference. I mean, there's the World Domination Summit, there's the New Media Expo. It goes mm-hmm. on and on and on. Those are great places to you know spend a couple hundred bucks, buy a ticket. And just start networking with some people, and you'd you'd be amazed um, at the connections you can make there. Well, sure, absolutely, and that that should be a priority for listeners if they're not attending events and conferences to consider doing that. But if budget doesn't allow, and that that may be true for some people, there's still local meetups uh, likely yep. to be in the area where you live. And if there's not, that's an opportunity for you to create that. If if leadership's your passion. You could probably find a group that that's pretty serious and wanting to grow their leadership. And if not, you could go on meetup.com or eventbrite.com, uh, create a little Facebook group, and, and you could start something yourself. Maybe you're just connecting with people in your community or your church. But uh, you don't have to necessarily go out and spend tons of money to go to these no. events, although I think that's a good uh, investment. Uh, you can 
potentially find that locally. And, and we didn't have a podcasters group in South Florida, Richard, and I was able to connect with a few people that were doing it. And we put out a little meetup. I think we had 12 people the first time we met at a Dunkin Donuts. It wasn't anything <laughs> over the top, but now fast forward. I mean, that, that group's slowly growing. I mean, the last meetup we had, we had, I think 24 people and it's, it's pretty encouraging. Not all those people are podcasters. Some of them are, are wanting to dip their toe in the water. Uh, but again, that group didn't exist and it started with, okay, who else is doing it? Can we figure out who those people are? Can we, you know, arrange a time to get together and, and then we have a meetup. We don't charge for it. It's free. So there's, there's things like that in other communities as well. Well, Jared, you're one of the good ones, my friend. You've been, like I said, so helpful behind the scenes. It's been a true pleasure to talk to you today. Where can people get in touch with you? I mean, we've, we've talked about the podcast conference. Um, you got a website too, a membership site that's going to kind of a, a satellite of that. Tell us all about that, how people can get in, get in touch with you. Well, the first place they should go is Dose of Leadership. And if they go to the second <laughs> oh, place, on. then uh, I have a podcast called Star of the Dallas, and I interview people just like Richard does. So if, if you've uh, finished your episode count for the day of, of Richard's podcast and you have room for one more, then maybe you could consider checking out a, a Star of the Dallas episode at starofthedoubts.com. And then, of course, the podcast movement, which we mentioned earlier, that event is happening in August of 2014 in Dallas, Texas, and that's podcastmovement.com. And for others who are interested in, in training that's economical where you can learn from other podcasting experts, that's podmove, P-O-D-M-O-V.com. But if you don't remember anything else, Dose of Leadership, second would be Star of the Doubts. Yeah, and I'll have links to all of these cool. uh, on the post when I have it posted here. Guys, Jared, um, I look forward to, to staying in touch with you. I do consider you a friend, even though this is literally the first time we've talked uh, uh, with uh, face to well, not even face to face, but you know what I mean. Talked for the first time. You've helped me so much, and I want my listeners to know this: that the, you, of all people, didn't have to do it, but you've helped me behind the scenes. You've 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 forwarded guests to me. You've promoted my show. You're a true giver, and uh, I, I I look up to emulate all that you do, and I look forward to to collaborating with you in the future. Well, I'm an, again, I'm honored to be here, and I hope your listeners really will consider continue to hit play because just that one decision of hitting play on those leadership is it's going to help you grow your leadership it's a good move all right man jared thanks for coming on the show and i'll talk to you soon my pleasure richard thank you Bye. richard invites you to become a part of the dose of leadership community visit doseofleadership.com and sign up to receive his free common sense leadership ebook a guide that highlights how all of us can learn to become calm confident consistent and courageous in all aspects of our lives Richard is also available as a speaker for your next event. Richard specializes in practical leadership and change management. He has a philosophy of inspiring everyone to think and act like a leader, which is based on timeless natural principles and common sense. You can get more info by visiting doseofleadership.com.